Welcome to our 34th class. We're going to review question 33 today and then learn question 34. A couple questions of review first, but let me begin with prayer. Our Father in heaven, thank you for this day that you've made. Thank you for making us and then giving us your words so that we could understand why you've made us and what you expect from us and how we should live to your glory and how we can live to our own joy and happiness only to be found in you. We pray that you would use everything we learn in this class to those ends. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's uh, read just a couple of them together. Question 29. How can we be saved? Only by faith in Jesus Christ and in his substitutionary atoning death on the cross. So even though we are guilty of having disobeyed God and are still inclined to all evil, nevertheless, God, without any merit of our own, but only by pure grace, imputes to us the perfect righteousness of Christ when we repent and believe in him. Question 30, what is faith in Jesus Christ? Faith in Jesus Christ is acknowledging the truth of everything that God has revealed in His Word, trusting in Him, and also receiving and resting on Him alone for salvation as He is offered to us in the Gospel. And I'm going to skip ahead now to today's question that we looked at this past week. The question is, should those who have faith in Christ seek their salvation through their own works or anywhere else? And the answer, say it with me, is no. They should not, as everything necessary to salvation is found in Christ. To seek salvation through good works is a denial that Christ is the only Redeemer and Savior. Okay, so let's just get back to the question. Who's got this memorized today? Okay, Titus, stand up. Should those who have faith in Christ seek their salvation through their own works or anywhere else? No, they should not as everything necessary to salvation is found in Christ. To seek salvation through good works is a denial that Christ is the only Redeemer and Savior. So that brings us to question 34. Again, this is, uh, these questions work through a, a logical progression, and they anticipate questions, and then they answer those questions. These are logical questions to have. So, Based on the question we just answered, which said basically that, well, works are unimportant in one sense. Good deeds are unimportant in one sense. And that is in regards to your salvation, to securing your salvation, gaining your salvation, keeping your salvation. Works don't have anything to do with that. So we might ask, well, then are works even a big deal? Are they even necessary? That's what question 34 gets to. Here's the question. Since we are redeemed by grace alone, through Christ alone, see, we've learned that, 
must we still do good works and obey God's word? In other words, well, if it's, if it's all by grace and it's a free gift of God, then can't we just accept that gift and then live however we want to live and do whatever we want to do and just not worry about it? So since we are redeemed by grace alone through Christ alone, must we still do good works and obey God's word? And the answer is, say it with me, yes. Because Christ, having redeemed us by his blood, also renews us. Oh, you would help to have it up there, huh? Like, man, well, you guys, why aren't you guys saying this with me? <laughs> Let's start over. Let's answer it together. Yes, because Christ having redeemed us by His blood, also renews us by His Spirit, so that our lives may show love and gratitude to God, so that we may be assured of our faith by the fruits, and so that by our godly behavior, others may be won to Christ. The kiddos can memorize this. Yes, so that our lives may show love and gratitude to God, and so that by our godly behavior, others may be one to Christ. So if you look at the answer to that question, there are reasons given why we must still do good works and obey God's Word. How many reasons are given? The key words are, so that. How many times does the phrase, so that, show up? Three times. Three times. And so that indicates that there's a purpose or a reason being given. Same is true in the Bible. So there are three reasons given. We're going to look at each of them. Let me read to you 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. And it addresses really the heart of this question. This is saying about us as Christians. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now, so listen to the way this is said, but now, right now, present tense, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So that's saying that now you are the people of God. Now you have received mercy. Now you have been saved. So that has already happened. That has already happened. So what he's about to admonish us to do in those verses is not... Do this so that you can become the people of God. Do this so that God will show you mercy. No, he starts the verse in 1 Peter 1 saying, you are now a people of God. You have now received mercy. So he says, beloved, now I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. 
So you see, it started with a truth. It started with the indicative tense. It started with a statement of fact. You are the people of God. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. You have received mercy. He makes it very clear. That is who you are. Get that. And now, as those people, and then he gives the instruction to basically obey God's word and do good works. So it's not. Remember, again, it's addressing this issue. We can't get these backwards. We can't turn this upside down. The order is very important. We have not been saved by good works. We have been saved unto good works. So the question again, and then we'll go through it one reason at a time. Since we are redeemed by grace alone, through Christ alone, must we still do good works and obey God's word? Is that important? Do we need to follow the rules? Do we need to memorize the Ten Commandments? Is God's law something important? Can't we just live the way that we want to live? After all, we could never live in such a way to earn His salvation. We've already received it as a free gift. It's a very logical question. Well, we do. We do need to still do good works and obey God's Word. Yes. Because Christ having redeemed us by His blood, also renews us by His Spirit. That means that when you become a Christian, God gives you His Spirit, and now He begins the work of transforming you and of changing you. So that, and here is what our good works do, here is what our good deeds do. Here is what our obedience does. It doesn't earn salvation, but here's what it does. Number one, so that our lives may show love and gratitude to God. John 14, 21 says, He who loves me will, Jesus said, He who loves me will obey my commands. He who loves me will obey my commands. If you love someone who is in authority over you, a God-given position of authority, if you love them, you will obey them. And in fact, when you obey them, they will feel loved. So when we obey God's word, our lives show love and gratitude to God. And parents, you know this is true. And kids, you might not know this is true. But one of the greatest ways that your kids love you is by obeying you. And isn't it true that when your children do obey you, and not begrudgingly, not like, you know, angry and kicking at the ground and stomping down the hall to clean their room, but when they do it cheerfully, when they obey that, you that way, I mean, let me just ask you parents, when they obey you in that way, cheerfully, do you feel loved? Of course you do. Absolutely. You feel like, okay, my child loves me. My child is grateful. Now, what if they don't obey you? Or what if they stomp their way down the hall and they still technically obey you? Do you feel love and gratitude? 
Of course not. And kids, it's important for you to understand that. If you love your mom and dad, and I know you do, you want to show them you love them, probably the most important thing you do, and the greatest way you show love and gratitude to your parents is through cheerful obedience. Well, this is no different with God. In fact, that is the reason it works that way in a parental relationship where God's children, and he is our father, we as his beloved children, we do good works. We obey him. We do good works. We obey him because and to show our love and gratitude to him. Remember Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For it is by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not of yourself, not by works, so that no man may boast. In the last part in verse 10, it says that we have been saved for good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So all the grace and all the faith and all the salvation is done in those verses. And then comes the good works. And now it says that as a Christian, someone who loves God, he's going to give you opportunities to do good works. He's prepared them in advance for you. And when we do them, we show love and gratitude to God. So that's, that's the first reason, gratitude. The second one has to do with assurance. Assurance. We do good works and obey God's word so that we may be assured of our faith by the fruits. Matthew 7 talks about this. It compares people to trees. And it says that a, a good tree produces what kind of fruit? And a bad tree produces what kind of fruit? Bad fruit. And so, we are assured of our salvation. We are assured that we are Christians. It certainly helps when we look at our life and we see that we are obeying God's word. We want to obey God's word. We are doing good works. We want to do good works. And that's evidence that we're probably a, a good tree. A good tree that wants to and is bearing good fruit. And conversely, the opposite is true. If we're, if we're not obeying God, we don't desire to obey God, then we won't have this assurance of our faith because the fruit is not good. So it's not the only foundation of our assurance, but it is a foundation of our assurance. We do good works, we obey God, and we're assured that we're a good tree. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5 says, Remembering, Paul is writing in his introduction here, remembering, he says, I'm remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you. Okay, how does Paul know that? He says, we know you are Christians, as he writes to them. We know that God has chosen you, verse 5, because... Our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake. And in verse 1 and 2, he commended them for their work produced by faith, their labor prompted by love, their endurance inspired by the Holy Spirit. What is that? It's good fruit. It's good fruit. Because of that fruit, Paul has confidence in their salvation. So that's the second reason, assurance. We do good works. We obey God, work God's word so that 
we may be assured of our faith by the fruits. And then finally, number three, we do good works and we obey God's word so that by our godly behavior, others may be won to Christ. So we have gratitude and then we have assurance and then we have witness. We have Matthew 5, 16. Let your light shine before men. Not your words. It's your life. The way you live. Be an example. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds. Matthew 5, 16 says. So that they may see your good deeds. And then what will be the result? And praise your Father in heaven. So that's one of the reasons that we do good works. So that people will see our good works and they will praise our Father in heaven. That our words will match up with the way we live. So if we say and things like God is merciful, but we're not merciful. If we say that God loves and we are not loving. If we say that God forgives and we do not forgive. If we say that God is patient and kind and we are impatient and not kind, right? What kind of a witness is that? It's a terrible witness. It's a terrible witness. And we're doing nothing to help the gospel along when we live like that. So no, we do good works and obey God's words so that by our godly behavior, others, not will, we're not in control of that, but they may, others may, be one to Christ. Okay, let me close with a quote from Charles Spurgeon. So then, dear friends, these good works must be in the Christian. They are not the root, but the fruit of his salvation. They are not the way of the believer's salvation. They are his walk in the way of salvation. Where there is healthy life in a tree, the tree will bear fruit according to its kind. So if God has made our nature good, the fruit will be good. But if the fruit be evil, it is because the tree is what is always was, it is what it always was, an evil tree. The desire of men created anew in Christ, is to be rid of every sin. We do sin, but we do not love sin. Sin gets power over us sometimes to our sorrow, but it is a kind of death to us to feel that we have gone into sin. Yet it shall not have dominion over us, for we are not under the law, but under grace, and therefore we shall conquer it and get the victory. Okay, let's say it one more time together. I'll read the question. Since we are redeemed by grace alone, through Christ alone, must we still do good works and obey God's word? Answer with me. Yes. Because Christ, having redeemed us by His blood, also renews us by His Spirit so that our lives may show love and gratitude to God, so that we may be assured of our faith by the fruit, 
and so that by our godly behavior, others may be won to Christ. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, will you use this truth to encourage us to do good works, to encourage us to obey you, because we love you and are grateful to show our love and gratitude, to help gain an assurance that we belong to you and have been changed by you. And so we desire to do these good deeds and we seek to do them with your help. And God, so that others would see the way we live, that they would see our good deeds and see our good works and see us obeying you out of love and gratitude to you. And they may be, when they hear the gospel, won over by the example of our behavior and by the power of your Holy Spirit working within them. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.